What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Gerhardt's back. The more things change, the more they stay the same. From NJ1015.com, this is the new Jim Gerhardt Podcast. Well, good morning, New Jersey. It is Thursday, May 21st. I'm Bob Williams. This is the Jim Gerhardt Podcast, and here he is, Jim Gerhardt. Good morning, buddy. Oh, hey, Hark, do you hear that? What's that? It's hoof beats. You hear them? It, it's a stampede out there. The four horsemen are riding all at once. In New Jersey, I do believe so. It's the, the thunderous, not the thunderous sound of the great horse Silver. This is, but uh, look at this, Bob. How about this? You know, the four horsemen of the apocalypse. The first one was the white horse, which is a lot of different interpretations, but one is that it's war, like a global type war. And we certainly are at war, or people who think they're at war with us, they've declared war on us, which is, of course, Iran, North Korea, the, uh, the Taliban, and the like. Uh, the red horse, the next horse is considered war, but it's more of a domestic war, a civil war, civil disturbances, you know, riots in the street. And then you get the black horse, which is famine. And in some parts of the world, they're experiencing that. And it may be more widespread, certainly after this is over, because we have spent all this time destroying a whole year's crop. <laughs> yeah. And then we have the pale horse, which is pestilence and don't have to... Uh, tell you what that is, the disease. Oh, speaking of that, you ever notice this? In uh, uh, science fiction, in all the movies, the creature that destroys the earth and the people wipes them out is always a very large, big, muscular monster. You got Godzilla, uh, who is it? Somebody, Mothra, I remember. Uh, there was a, a great giant praying madness <laughs> that wiped out mankind. Even some giant rabbits at one time. And so, you know, the thing that devoured mankind. <laughs> but look at look at what's really doing it. It's not a huge monster. It's a little tiny thing so submicroscopic you can't even pick it up right. with, with the most powerful of devices. And we don't and, know exactly uh, what it's doing to people. It's like, you know, the, the guidelines from the CDC keep changing as uh, the weeks go on. What was thought to be the proper protocol... Oh Against it has changed 180 degrees sometimes. So what are we doing? We're well into two months into this thing. And have we made any progress whatsoever? Well, you, you mentioned something very interesting that I hadn't heard. You said that was yesterday, I think, that they determined that this virus does not live on surfaces. Yes, That's huge. The CDC's uh, guidance is that it may not be transmitted through surfaces. So, And that was a major 
uh, issue for two months. People saying, oh, stay away from, you know, poor surfaces. You're going to you know, wear gloves and wipe everything down every 10 seconds and things like that. Maybe that, that's not the case anymore. And they told you how long it stayed on cardboard, like the boxes, the cereal boxes of the market, and how long it stayed on various materials. How, it's not true. Day. Yeah, now right. The CDC comes out and says it's not. Oh, man, it's worse. Right. So how can things be worse than I think? I don't know. Right. So our comments uh, section today, we are looking for your response. Are you are you fed up with this? And, uh, you know, Jim, you brought up a good point. Are we in the middle of a political grab disguised as a crisis response? How do you feel out there, folks? Let us know, because you're either feeling one way or the other. I mean, with the pace of the re reopening of the state, gyms, uh, churches, uh some are allowed to open, some are not allowed to open. We're looking for your opinions out there. So let us know and let us know how you're doing through this uh, whole mess here. Um, yeah, so let's talk more about, uh, you know, the political grab versus yeah. a real crisis response. I am, I am convinced. And I know this is not a conspiracy theory. It is my opinion. But I think when the smoke, as the smoke clears, you see this more and more. It becomes kind of obvious that this is a grab for political power disguised as a crisis response. And I think what's happening here is that the, I don't want to say Democrats or the Democratic Party, but the Democratic leadership. This is because it, it's very similar to now we do not say the Chinese were responsible for this crisis, but we say the Chinese Communist Party. And I think that's fair. I, I think that's very good. So I think the same thing here. This is not Democrats as the people who have traditionally voted Democratic and maybe still will, because in their mind, they have the old traditional, very honorable and effective Democratic Party, not this small cabal of so-called progressives who are taking it over. This is one thought that I had. This is kind of a revolution from the top down. Normally, revolutions, social revolutions are from the bottom up. They're from the people who get sick and tired of being stepped upon and kicked around, and they want to throw out the tyrant. Here we get a case of people who want to be tyrants who want to throw out the people. Yeah. Uh, so this would be some form of, of socialism, which would overthrow and replace democracy. And I think this is what's going on. I think people should think about that a bit. And uh, for the but But look at it this way. I don't know that they set out and plan this before the virus it's unlikely but i do think they followed the rom emmanuel dictum who was chief of staff for president obama that there's no crisis that we cannot turn into some kind of a political advantage never let I, a good crisis go to waste right and here's what they do they have turned this into the great Come and get it day. I think that was a song from Porgy and Bess, wasn't it? The great come and get it day when everybody got everything they wanted. Because look what they're doing. They are not only churning this in a way, keeping it going. Look, look at the geographical areas, the political areas that are hanging on to all the restrictions. And look at the ones who aren't. I mean, essentially, these are the rather higher seated Democrats, uh, administrations. Now, the, the, not only are they trying to keep this going and keep things as stirred up and as unhappy for us as they can till the election, because they think then this is going to people blame it on Donald Trump because they're, they're going whole, you know, all out to blame it on him. 
people will buy that. And if you look at the surveys, they're buying it now. Right. Because here's Biden sitting in his cellar doing whatever he does in his cellar. <laughs> Pee Wee Herman sound effect in there, but I don't. And uh, he's still ahead 10 points in the polls. But in addition to that, to rub salt into the wound, they're also now coming up. They want us to bail out all the blue states who, through mismanagement, have gotten their tail in a sling, backed into a financial corner with unfunded pension funds because and, and social programs they've been giving out, like, you know, giving out candy at Christmas time. And now the, the fiddler is going to, at some point, want to be paid. Right. So gonna, they're going to make us pay the fiddler for their mismanagement of the blue states, all of which, most of which do have administrations who belong to that particular party or that cabal in that party. So I think this is this is more than a, uh, uh, a conspiracy theory, because look at what's going on right now. You get Florida, for example, Georgia, some of the other states who followed the Swedish pattern and said, OK, this is a terrible thing. Who is most vulnerable? Let's get them out of the way and circle the wagons and take care of them. Everybody else go about your business. So the economy does not totally collapse. I also think this Democratic cabinet wants the economy to collapse because they will come in and say, we will save you. That will be the campaign slogan. It's the economy, stupid. Look what they've done to the economy. I, I, I little thing popped into my mind. What, what's going on here? It's like your house catches fire. There's a fire in your house. You call the fire department. The fire department comes rushing in, including, you know, the captain and the lieutenants and everybody. And they, they in the process of putting out the fire, these officials are stealing all of your valuables and taking <laughs> off with <laughs> And so they, they, after that, then you find out, to rub salt again into the wound, you find out that they're the ones who started the fire. Right. And I, I think this, to me, is the analogy that's going on right now. And I, I think people should see that and just maybe consider not doing the knee jerk thing when the election comes and letting them get away with it. Yeah. It's, so, but so, what, uh, what fundam fundamentally under it all, what this is in a way, it's our fault because what we have done, we have allowed a political system uh, in which there is political careerism. Too many people make too much their whole career. Is Therefore, their main agenda is preserving their job and preserving that. Now, it, this is fine up to a point, I guess. But what's going on right now, we depend on these same people to, again, to try to save us from a, in a crisis. Yeah. And, and so they are doing it from a political viewpoint rather than humanitarian. They're doing this according to what keeps me in power, what will get my party in power, and what is on my personal agenda. Right. And this does not fit very nicely <laughs> with the need of dealing with the crisis right now. So, so there's a lot of stuff like that going on. Uh, so give these things some thought. But, but again, fundamentally, my thought is that this is a power grab Right now, at this point, it may not have started that way, but at this point, it is a political power grab by the left uh, to, number one, to get power. Because once they get the economy in a chaos and get this president out of office, disgraced, whatever they're trying to do, 
then the next step is to bail out all of their uh, their homies. <laughs> their homies, <laughs> yep. Essentially blue states. And then they want us to pay for it by, say, us. One time, uh, a notion came up. Somebody had a notion of separating the country into two power, blue states and red states. It makes a certain amount of sense. You have two countries. The flaw in that is that the red, the blue state, or the red states, rather, the red states would probably go on pretty much the way they are. There would be industry. There would be commerce. There would be healthy economies. There would be agriculture. The blue states would get themselves in big trouble because by social programs, endless social programs, to the point that they'd all go broke, and then they would demand that the red states either bail them out or they go to war with the red states to 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 get the resources to to keep going with this idiotic utopian philosophy that they seem to be seized by. Okay, arrest well, yeah, my and you call this the Great Blue State Bailout, which yeah. I think is perfect. That's what it's yeah. going to be called. Um, great question to ask everybody. Now, New Jersey is one of those states that yeah. is in deep doo-doo as far as like uh, being in debt for the last 25 years with mismanagement. Now, yeah. as residents of New Jersey, should we be entitled to a bailout by the federal government uh, included with this COVID uh, relief uh, plan that they've got proposed? Or should we just have to suck it up and have to find our own way out of our hole? Or, uh, you know, because that, that's a real big question. And I think the, the citizens really should have to uh, make a comment about that. I mean, I mean, in, 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 in a lot of ways, you know, we're, it, 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 we're going to be affected either way. I mean, because your pensions are going to be affected and there's only so much longer that you can go down the road with a improperly funded pension program. It just gets bigger and bigger and more deeper and deeper every year. Let us know how you feel about that. But you see what happens then if the pension system uh, goes under because, again, of the economy being going down and, and the lack of, of resources to keep it going, to just keep paying out what is, is, is being done now, then the people are going to be terribly upset at the administration. And I think this is why they feel they have to get a bailout right now. Or there's going to be hell to pay if they don't get bailed out because there won't be any money left for pensions. Like there wasn't any money left for the unemployment fund yeah. uh, in 2008 because the politicians had spent it all essentially on programs to buy votes. And so there was no money in there. They had to borrow billions of dollars from the federal government back in 2008 to meet the demand in the, uh, uh, the, the recession that happened that year. So if that happens and everybody, everybody's out of work, everybody wants unemployment compensation, everybody wants their pension, and there's no money for it, then who's going to get blamed? It's going to be this cabal who ends up at the top. Right. So, uh, of course, they've got to make a grab right now. In other, in other words, to uh, underpin their plans. For the take of, they have to get bailed out right now, or else they would risk a crisis of their own very shortly after they take over the power. Yeah. So uh, all this plays into my <laughs> my my theory. Yeah. Yep. A lot of people are agreeing with you. People are saying, as far as like w what to do, as far as reopening the state, protect the uh, the elderly and the infirmed, and let everything open up completely. It, it, well, it's it's time. 
they can leave this elderly this this elderly person out of it. I you know I, I I'm fine, thank you. Yeah, and I think and, a lot of a lot of us feel that we take care of the people who are really vulnerable, which are people who have some kind of a, a disability or a debility. Right. So, but but there's no reason, Bob. There's no reason to not open the country. It's being done in other places. Now, again, just really simply put, the Democrats want to drag out the misery as long as they can, hoping it'll turn people on Trump in the election. Right. Trump's doing enough to turn people on himself by his <laughs> oh, Yeah, right. He doesn't need your help. <laughs> hey, hey, Mrs. Pelosi, he does. This governor doesn't need your help. Yeah. In uh, destroying himself. Yeah. yeah. But but again, it, it's uh, how you get out of this. I don't have any idea. Uh, but again, that that sort of brings up. Oh, here's another thing. Uh, oh, I, I did want to say I did want to congratulate and say that I deeply admire uh, Bill Spadia in the morning, who has been doing this. Poking sticks in this cage, their cage since the beginning of this. Right. The shutdown. And Bill must have been under tremendous pressure to not do that. But he stuck with it. And it turns out that as far as we can see right now, he's been right. Yeah, so, it was a couple of lonely weeks there for Spady. I know that the people yeah. were not uh, aligning with him, and like you said, he stuck to his guns, Jim. Yeah, I heard, like, I heard a doctor use an expression yesterday that I think is 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 scary, but it's relevant. It's called death by despair. Now, there was a survey that came out yesterday that apparently has great credence because everybody seems to be believing it, or everybody who's rational, in that this lockdown this shutdown is going to cause more deaths yes we've been talking about more than happiness than the virus they're predicting like uh, 75 to 100,000 people are going to die because of the cure right more than will die because of the disease and this includes uh people uh, who are going to die with drugs the usual culprits alcohol uh fear of going to the emergency ward right now People are terrified, so people stay home and say, well, maybe I'll get over the heart attack. I'm going to be worse off if I go in there where, where this disease is. Uh, you get uh, anxiety, the, the stress and everything that goes with it. Deaths. It's going on treating a lot of things, yeah. 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 Here are these clowns. <laughs> they had to know. They, it, it's impossible to think that our governor and the governor of New York and others are stupid. They're highly intelligent people. So I, I give them credit for doing what they're doing for some reason, some agenda behind it. I don't know what it is other than seeing some politics in the woodpile. When they ordered nursing homes, convalescent homes, homes for people who had severe, serious preconditions and injuries were susceptible and vulnerable to anything. You could go in and take a you know deep breath and blow them over. You know these people are frail; they're, they're ill. They have to be surrounded by people with the who have been diagnosed as having this disease. Forced, they have to open up their doors and let them in with these people. Look what happened! Look what happened! Give you a good idea. Now, why I say I think there uh, there is something. You could say almost sinister behind it. The health department, the head of the health department, the commissioner of health in Pennsylvania. You know that story, this yes. woman. Yeah. She had issued the edict that these homes 
had to, the elder care homes had to take people who had been diagnosed with this disease. Right. But before they got there, she got her mother out. Ah, yeah. Yep. Got her out and took her to a safe place, which means she knew that was going to be or potentially deadly. Right. They and did it anyway. So what do you say? Right. And all of these of states have made the same similar decision, Jim. New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, maybe one or two others. Michigan, I think, is in that uh, that yeah. uh, group of states that made the edict that the uh, nursing homes cannot reject COVID-positive patients to come back yeah. to the facility. It was a horrible I decision. Tell you, Bob, were it not for my imperturbable calm, I'd get pissed. <laughs> yes, yeah. is, is bad stuff going on. <laughs> Think about this: uh, of the eight, of the over eighty thousand deaths nationally, ten thousand of those came from elderly patients in just the New Jersey and New York area. That is just a staggering amount. And outside that, people who are dying in regular hospitals may not have died from that, that they claimed did die from that, because the government gave an extra, what, 20,000 bucks, I think, ahead to uh, hospitals for everybody they treated who had died from this disease. Yes. And, 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 so and they even, were even, people who had other, other reasons. Certainly, if they did autopsies, they could probably prove they died from many other things. It was declared that they had died from this. So the death toll other than in these facilities where it would be, and even in these facilities, really, that's quite possible. You might have had people at death's door, and all of a sudden they die, so they say, uh-oh, must have been the virus because there, there was a bonus right. for treating them. And the way these deaths are now being classified is also being changed here in the state to lower the amount of elderly deaths related. So there's a lot of uh, technicalities going on here just to favor the data in favor of the state so that they don't look as bad as they really are. Well, you know, sad is that the, the, the knight on the, in, in armor on the white horse that we had looked to as possibly the person who would stand up to this and save us would be our president. And I think he may have jumped the shark during this whole thing because I had to stop watching those press conferences. I couldn't take it anymore. Well, I he's, mean, he's showing serious signs of something. Uh, well, <laughs> well, he needs he needs he needs to just calm down with those press conferences, and I think he finally did. He 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 likes to fight those that are against him, and he loves the challenge. He just needs to quiet down and just ignore all of those people because they're they're in gotcha mode. The 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 journal the uh, the opinionists and the uh, activists disguising themselves as journalists are just out to get the guy. They're not out to a to report objective news. They, they give, they're, so stupid. they're so stupid with their questions. They give him an opening for a great reply, but he never takes it. Right. He always gets back to something yeah. uh, else, you know, about how oh, the, the, the incredible number of this and the fantastic number of that, and we, which has nothing to do with the question itself. How do you uh, uh, the uh, hydroxychloroquine, uh, the president uh, uh, put taking that the medicine that hasn't been proven to be effective against the virus. How do you feel about him being on that for the last couple of weeks? Well, that's fine with me, of course. Look, this is like this idiot girl who said, well, how come you get tested every day and the average American doesn't get tested? Every the average American is not responsible for our safety and right. the safety of the country and running the government. Yeah. And if oh, you want to you can test him every day, if you're going to fetch somebody, you know, out of the gutter, and, and say, here, you average citizen, 
or out of the bar, wherever he is. Oh, and, and by the way, while we're on the, the subject of the medicine that the president just took, the, hydro, uh, the hydroxychloroquine, I, and I would love to know how many of these journalists out there reporting negative stories about the president and criticisms, how many of those people have actually maybe taken that same medication to ward off the uh, virus over the last uh, couple of months? Maybe a couple of the high-profile journalists that have uh, admitted to having it. I wonder if they have taken the hydroxychloroquine uh, for their own treatments. But you can't find that out because of the, the HIPAA privacy laws unless they're going to admit it to you. So that's uh, a bit of a you know, hypocritical situation right there. I wanted to bring up before the gong show, gong goes off and they come in, <laughs> Chuck Barris comes in with a hook. This gym bust in South Jersey, that is a scary thing to see that going on in America. Right. And especially here's all the, the police busting people for nothing but working out in, in a situation, as far as we know, is as safe as a, as a liquor store or a grocery store. Uh, and yet, and they get this huge tower with cameras on it the police were taking pictures of everybody who came out of the gym, following them in their cars, pulling them over and giving their tickets. I mean, th this this is something out of uh, what the, the 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 totalitarian playbook. This is something that you would expect in Stalinist Russia or in China right now, where everybody's under surveillance. Uh, th th this this is too much. Yeah, that that I hope may break the camel's back that's that's something that i don't think americans are going to tolerate i hope we do not tolerate that you've right. seen those pictures of that. oh yeah it's just uh, not not pleasant at all and yeah. uh yeah hey that that uh, that gym operator you know he's he's a stand-up person and he's standing up for what he feels is right uh the yeah. same thing is going to happen the next week or so I mean, a lot of these businesses are open. A lot of them are not. Uh, what about the hairstylists? What about the uh, salon or the spa people, uh, the personal care people? Why can't they open up? What's the difference between them opening up and me standing online at the shop right with 150 people in the store reaching in front of me, grabbing a loaf of bread or grabbing a, a pack mm -hmm. of meat? What's the difference there? What, you know, if, if the proper safety precautions and guidelines are followed at a hairstylist, why can't I go get my hair cut? Jim, my hair is horrible. It, it's not good on a good day. I mean, my, my hair's coming in like my lawn. Heavy in some spots, thick in some spots, not so thick in others. Well, I gotta my, get mine's in bad shape, too. I, I tell you, all this hair hanging down all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I but, but again, uh, this uh, I, I don't know how one responds to this because of the helplessness. I think none of this is now. Even, even let's say, well, we were told that the people uh, who was it, uh, Fachi and, and the the lady who is in charge who speaks, actually, they are part of this Washington. Uh, what do they call it? Swamp. Who have their own agendas too? So yeah. we we can't even know what the hell is going on. Yeah. Was I, that the gong? Yeah, the gong just went off. Father, better gong next week. Yeah, that's our one minute warning here. So. Let's uh, drink up and, uh, you know, we'll yeah. say goodbye. And, but uh, lots going on out there this week. And yeah. hopefully by next week, we're going to, I mean, the, the plea is, I think, uh, all, all of the comments, we've had several, several comments this morning. Open up. If you're, if you're infirmed, if you're concerned, there, stay home, there, but open this place up. There is no reason not to, with caution, except that the lust for political power is so deeply entrenched 
in what has become our leadership right now, that it's controlled, it's power right now. And I think it's gone to everybody's head. They don't want to stop because it messes up their ultimate agenda, which is to unseat the current government, a change of uh, a venue in, in Washington. More about that next week. We'll pick it up again. I'll drop this in everybody's lap and you pot chew on these things. Yep. Over oh, the- before we go, instead of blaming Murphy at the end of the show, let's blame uh, Mayor de Blasio. If we get a lot of New Yorkers coming down to the shore this weekend, it's because the New York City beaches are not open. And the mayor actually said, you can go elsewhere. I suggest you go to Long Island. And obviously, if he's sending them to Long Island, you know some people are coming to the Jersey Shore. So if you see a lot of New York plates, blame de Blasio. You know what we're down to? We could say we have the forty United, the forty-eight states, and the Soviets of New York and New Jersey. <laughs> there we go. Have a great week, okay. in yep. spite of what they're doing to us. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for being here, everybody. We'll we'll catch you next week. Enjoy your Memorial Day weekend. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.